The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. If you'd like to sign up for one of our e-newsletters, Josh and I do a video where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and uh, how it relates especially to our clients' money. Uh, if you want to get added to that list, uh, where we send those out via email, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list, and you can see why we have faces for radio. It's a really highly produced video with lots of cool animation. <laughs> yeah. Not really. High budget. Yeah, big, big budget. Um, so there was a really good article, Josh showered me, uh, in uh, the Wall Street Journal, Jason Zweig, who writes for the journal, he's a really good writer and good uh, somebody that's good to follow. He wrote the article is called "What Gets What Gets Lost When You Rescue Markets," uh, and there's this term called moral hazard, right? Um, and we have it in this country in a big way that you know what we have at this point is essentially uh, that rich uncle that will always bail us out no matter how many bad decisions we make. And the rich uncle in this case is the central bank and the treasury. Uh, and it's, it's created this really unfortunate moral hazard. Um, and you know, we talk about it in our office and we joke about it, but it's not really very funny because, you know, you look at Silicon Valley bank and I don't know if they were really systemically risky to the system. I, I, it's hard for me to believe it was. I mean, yes, some businesses would have failed, some people would have lost their jobs, but that should happen. They were taking excessive risk because guess what? The Fed wanted them to. But there was outstanding offers on that portfolio but, of, of uninsured deposits. It was 70 cents. The really the reality of so thirty percent haircut on the people that would have gotten that got bailed out. What Josh and I joke about is that if this bank was in Des Moines, Iowa, or Topeka, Kansas, or Duluth, you know, the, the Fed, we wouldn't have heard about it because the Fed wouldn't have bailed them out. It's you know who was connected, who had their money deposited there was the reason this deal got bailed out. So you can't create rules, which we're going to talk about in this segment, um, and then just ignore the rules when. It doesn't work out for the, you know, for what you desired outcome you want, and so we have a ton of moral hazard in this country. And it, you know, Americans are 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 very upset. And the the funny thing is to us, they don't even know if they're upset about it, and they sort of sense that this stuff is going on. But if they actually knew what Josh and I knew about what's going on, not it's not even politics. It's the central bank and, and the treasury department. They would be even more upset. So it's it's being expressed in you know this this just giant polarity between the you know different parties and it's and, and it's manifesting itself in an ugly way. But that's there people are mostly upset about the wrong stuff. I mean we have created uh, this economy where we are socializing losses and and it's just very very dangerous because what it tells people like Josh and I 
is that we should be taking the maximum amount of risk always and all the time because we will get bailed out by the central bank. And that's not you just you can't have a free market capitalistic society that that works and is healthy and have that moral hazard. It just doesn't work. All right, let's talk about, and this sort of gets to this, to that idea of, uh, you know, what if you're worried about your bank, uh, what you, some options you might have. So obviously, Josh and I, it felt like we had six phone calls or meetings a day last week uh, from clients worried about, I have money at this bank, I have money at that bank. It's almost Should like we're worried? watching the bank bank run in real time. Yeah. So the first thing we we want to mention is that. Uh, you know, the FDIC limit is $250,000, but they obviously came out two weekends ago and said that it's, there, you know, there's no limit on the FDIC insurance for a year. So till, till I guess it's May of 2024. Well, and remember, it was 250 per depositor per institution. So if you're a married couple and you have $490,000 in cash at a, one particular bank and it's in a joint account, you're covered. Yeah. So. Um, but you know there there is to us Josh and I we were laughing about it because to us you know I, so I've never had much money at banks you know I sort of use it in an operating account but ne never meaningful amounts of money I've always owned money markets or treasuries instead because it just the return is so much better uh, but we were laughing about it because you know the concern we're not worried about you know people if you have a good bank or a good credit union we're not worried about you not being able to get your money out we would still say stay even though they change the rules we'd say stay under the rules because just because they bail out some banks that doesn't mean they're going to bail out your bank because you're not your bank isn't politically connected enough but the the thing that for us and this this was happening with our client base and ourselves before the whole fiasco with silicon valley bank is you know you there's a lot of other options out there that so the banks were were in a tough position because you know they were offering yields of less than 1% on safe money when you could go out and buy a 6 month treasury that paid you 5.2% and oh by the way the yield on that was free from state taxes so you got a just an atrociously higher yield than you would uh in a bank but also if you looked at money markets you were getting 4 and 3 quarters percent and so to us, it, it's funny that it took as long as it did, but that's really the bigger story is when, when Josh and I look at it and we talk to our client base, it's like, look, I, I'm not necessarily concerned. I wouldn't be concerned about XYZ Bank and having your money there, but why would you when the return you can get in these other things, and yes, it's come down a little bit, but it's still way higher than the banks. That's the bigger problem for the banks uh, is that when people wake up and say, wait a minute. Why am I getting 88 basis points well, or 0.88 in that, my bank the, when I could get 5% in treasury? That's the important significance of all of this is it's put this laser focus on these non-interest bearing deposits. And all of a sudden, people are paying attention. And before, they weren't at all. And now the crowd... Well, I think they were. I think they just assumed that it was crappy everywhere. Still, right? I mean, the me the message wasn't being shouted from the rooftops. I mean, the, you know, the the inflow to money market funds has been going on for months, and it was really four percent in treasury yields that really w turned sort of was the impetus for people to, you know, the more aware of people out there started to turn their their focus and to redirect their funds toward toward money market funds, but. Uh, that was a, a trickle relative to what's going on now. Yeah. So, the, but the important thing to know is that we're not, Josh and I aren't talking about. We're, you know, we're talking about the money that you would normally have in the bank. Your sort of the, your emergency fund, the money that you expect to be safe. You want a dollar today to be a dollar tomorrow. There are other options outside of the bank that are similarly safe. 
uh, but offer unbelievably attractive yields. Like I'm looking at the Vanguard uh, Federal Money Market uh, Fund, the seven, the SEC yield is four and a half or four point five five percent, and that owns you know short, very short duration U.S. Treasuries, uh, and you can you know you can get check writing on that, and a lot of money market funds that are similar to this, you can get check writing. So it's as if it's a checking account. Now, now of course it is, and it's not FDI insured, uh, but you know when you look at a checking account of maybe half a percent versus this at four and 4.55 and you can write checks again it against it this is where i've always kept my safe and my emergency money because the yield is you know it's i mean it's insanely higher it's not even close uh, and it, while it's not keeping up with inflation i'm finally getting um some return on uh on my safe money. And then when you look at the treasury market, you know, you're getting four and a half percent on a two month, 4.7 on a three month, 4.8 on four months. So, you know, and, and again, those, the interest that those pay are free from state taxes. So the yield is even more attractive, especially if you're in a relatively high tax bracket. So, you know, that is the bigger concern that Josh and I have for the banks um, is that, you know, when people wake up and say, wait a second, I can put money that's going to be essentially as safe as it would be in the bank. Yes, it's not FDIC insured, but the yield story is so much more attractive. That's the bigger risk to the banks from like a run on the bank story than people being worried about, you know, depositors at banks. That that's that's the thing we're not worried about. This is what could create the real bank run is when people wake up and say, "Wait a minute, I, instead of a half a percent, I could get four and a half percent and and it operates functionally it's the same." Uh, that's interesting to me, and that's when money is going to leave these banks. And so the banks, the banks could do something about it. It would affect profitability, and it's essentially why the Federal Reserve has uh, created banks that are now essentially just utilities, similar to how they are in Europe. I mean, the, the, the banks in Europe are disastrous investments, uh, and you know they're systemic risk now, and that's what we're creating in this country is essentially utilities that we call banks. All right. If you uh, would like to uh, be part of the program, you have a question or comment, call us 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, know uh, your your mutual funds or your ETF's role in your portfolio. A lot of people just put them in there without knowing their role. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Be advised, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on the hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand-new 2023 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 
huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. Plateau Travel Plaza. Fuel and fun After a long day And you want to play Get your mind off of the road Have a great meal Try our slot machines Life's good on the plateau Quick stop Anytime Get you everything under the sun Life's good On the plateau Food, fuel and fun Food, fuel and fun At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. <laughs> Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicles for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this chilly weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. The first weekend of spring, of course, it's chilly. Uh, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement interview, one of us will give you an hour of our precious time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those appointments scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can always email us uh, at com. So the commercial real estate market has Josh and I a bit concerned. If you look, especially regionally, you look at places like Los Angeles or Portland, the commercial real estate uh, market is really, really bad and getting worse by the day, uh, especially with higher interest rates. Uh, commercial real estate debt maturities uh, in the next five years total, <laughs> this is a crazy number, $2.5 with a T. Um, that's not a good thing because when you look at 
the, 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 so here's, here's what's going to happen, right? So we have a, let's, most likely a recession. Uh, a lot of these office buildings in places like downtown L.A., who, who in the heck wants to have their employees come to downtown L.A. Uh, to go to work or downtown Portland? Um, and so we have a lot of these or big, downtown Eugene. Da- well, but yeah, it's, it, I guess that's a microcosm <laughs> of compared to like. But so we have these big office buildings that are pretty empty still and not going to be full. Uh, and the, the their debt, you know, the debt on this stuff is is coming due. Uh, and I don't know where the cash flow is going to come from uh, to pay these deals. So we could this could be another sort of leg shoe to fall. And when Josh talks about stagflation. Or, or, you know, where we have long, a long period of really slow growth, this could be the real estate market, especially the commercial real estate market, could be one of the things that holds us back from uh, creating, starting another bull market and, and another economic boom is that it'll be this sort of succession of steps lower. Uh, because remember, it, you know, uh, P, these companies can operate, and, but when the debt comes due, guess what? They have to pay it or they default, and then that creates other problems. And so, you know, it continues to be this time deal. The big wild card in this whole situation is the central bank. So if they go back to, and they chicken out and they make money free again, then, the, then you know, the music can keep playing, uh, so to speak. But, um, you know, and the plates can keep spinning. Uh, but if you know, the, so hopefully they don't chicken out. We'll see. Ending work from home will go a long way to uh, helping alleviate the concerns in the commercial real estate market. That's right, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just a reminder, friendly reminder, um, that uh, in the uh, '80s we saw uh, a, a, a bunch of banks fail, and then if you remember. In the uh, 1991, we had a bunch of we had SNLs uh, fail too, and the economy still did okay. So, you know, they, did, if, they if, did the same thing. Yeah, but if you look back, we've had periods where banks have failed and SNLs have failed, and it wasn't the end of the world. I mean, 90 what was it 91, 90, uh, 92? We had that relatively shallow recession that kept Michael the Mil- first George Bush. Michael from Milken got them all to buy uh, junk bond issues. It was the good old days. Yeah, well, that's when junk bonds were a relatively new phenomenon created by Michael Milken, and now we, now they're part of the lexicon, and people gobble them up because they just think, well, what do you mean I can get 8 9% in the bond? Yee-hoo! <laughs> okay, so here's, here's the thing uh, we want to talk about as it relates to your portfolio and your investment accounts. Um, what ha- we'll have people come into our office, and they show us their portfolios, and we look at them, and we can't really necessarily make sense of why – the portfolio is built the way it is, and we ask them, and of course they don't know because they had a financial advisor do it. Um, and so, when we think about uh, putting things in a portfolio or the role something is going to play in a portfolio, uh, it, it's really important to know, you know, first what the money is for. So if somebody comes to our office and they show me ten million dollars or twenty million dollars, and I say congratulations, that's awesome. What is this money for? Without knowing the answer to those questions, to that question, it's very hard to know how to invest it, right? And so when we think about all money, retire- 401ks, like if I said to you, if you thought, to your, if I said to you right now, you're listening to me right now, and I said, the money in your 401k or your IRA, what's it for? And you say, well, it's for retirement. I'm like, okay, well, be more specific. How much are you going to depend on that IRA or 401k in retirement? Is it going to be half of your income? Is it going to be a quarter? Where's your other income going to come from? And so... You, it's very hard to know how to build a portfolio that's appropriate for you without knowing what your money's for. For example, 
Josh is a three and a half year old and a w- almost one year old. Or not, I guess he's not almost. Yeah, no, he's almost one, three. Wow. He's nine months old. Yeah. Okay, so a nine month old and a three and a half year old. Um, and they have 529 plans, college savings plans. Their money, all of their money in the 529 is 100% invested in stocks because they have a relatively long time horizon. I, on the other hand, have an 18-year-old that knows everything, uh, and he is going to college uh, in September, and so I am going to start to need that money from his 529. And so what's in his 529 is very different than what's in Josh's 529. And I also have a, a sophomore in high school, and her 529 is different than all, all, all three of those. Um, so our, my point is that you know, without knowing what money is for, it's very hard to invest it. And so, you know, in my son's case, it's it's in the safest investments that are available in 529. In Josh's case, his kids are relatively aggressively invested because their time horizon is so long. And so when you think about the different constituents, you know, whether it be mutual funds or exchange traded funds that are going to make it into your portfolio, you have to be very clear to yourself What's my, what is this going to, what role is this going to serve, right? Is this going to be the growth part of my portfolio or is it going to be the protection part of my portfolio? And then what's my time horizon for this part of my asset? So like in Josh's case with his nine month old, the nine month old owns small cap stocks, which are in our world, some of the most volatile, uh, the, the, one of the most volatile asset classes that we put in client portfolios. And so that's the money that hopefully is going to deliver the most return in Matthias's portfolio, but it's also going to be the most volatile. And but we found the, out that's true over the last two weeks. The earliest conceivable distribution from that is not going to be for 18 years. And some of it's going to be in 22 years. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the point. Right. So when you think about building a portfolio, when you think about allocating money, the first question you always have to ask yourself is what's this money for? So when I think about the, all, all of the different sort of, in my mind, piles of money that I have, you know, some of it's for emergency, some of it's for uh, go- kids going to college, some of it's for potentially buying another house, some of it's for retirement. And so all of those monies are invested very differently uh, based on what they're actually for. And so it's always funny to Josh and I when, you know, somebody comes uh, to our office and they show us their portfolio and we say, okay, that's great. Now, what's this money for? And they just most of the time don't have an answer. Or they give us some like sort of answer. And so it, answering that question, right, can really point you in the right direction as it relates to and how you're going to invest it. Because without Without answering that question, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to know where to invest it, or the, you're going to get it wrong. The following question, the, or the question that follows on for after purpose is, what percentage are you going to allocate there? And when you think about, like, for instance, my son, 75-plus percent of his portfolio overall is in small caps. His nine-month-old, yeah. Yeah, and that's also true of my three-and-a-half-year-old, but the point is is that that small cap performance premium over time is what dictates the allocation, but it's all guided, of course, by purpose. All I know is you better make money in Grayson's portfolio because when he turns 18, <laughs> if you didn't make money, he's going to – Well, Gr- Grayson's he's, portfolio he's definitely beat you up. has been utterly destroyed over the past month. <laughs> oh, I'm calling Grayson. Be- because of that ownership of small caps, of course. I'm going to call him and be like, Grayson, your dad's losing money for you. All right, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117. You can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we actually have two final segments of email questions because we got a bunch, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. 
Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. up to discounts and step up to a new Mazda. At Kendall Mazda of Bend, we have loyalty discounts, trade-in discounts, step-up discounts, military discounts, and of course, Kendall discounts. Stack them up and save even more if you qualify. Add the $500 Mazda APR cash support to over $1,100 in Kendall discounts and save big on a new 2023 Mazda CX-50 S Premium Plus. Save over $1,200 in Kendall discounts on a new 2023 Mazda CX-5 Premium. Over $1,000 in Kendall discounts on a new 2023 Mazda CX-30. Plus, each model is available with special 0.9% financing. With all the rebates and discounts, see how much you can save and stop by Kendall Mazda events today. Kendall, let's start something great. Stock numbers W2094, W2412, and W2680. 0.9% APR on select models and unapproved credit. Not all will qualify. Not all customers qualify for stackable rebates. See either for complete details. Price is not a group title registration tax or $150 admin. Subject to fire sales and either for details. Offer expires 4 through 23. Sun River Music Festival's Piano Showcase at the Tower Theater features concert pianist Sean Chen, a genius at displaying the virtuosity and versatility of the piano. An internationally award-winning classical pianist, Chen's creative transcriptions range from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to video game music and everything in between. Chan's musical flexibility is the perfect fit for Piano Showcase on April 1st. Given his natural inclination for teaching an approachable personality, Mr. Chen is particularly in demand for appearances that combine performance with master classes and artist conversations. Music makers and music lovers alike will enjoy the 3 p.m. master class and 7.30 solo concert, both on April 1st. Get your tickets now for Piano Showcase at the Tower Theater in downtown Bend. Go to sunrivermusic.org for tickets. That's sunrivermusic.org. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails. A place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. 
Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located, close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs handpicked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family-owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at Thomason.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. If you want to get signed up for that e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video, it's usually five or six minutes long, on the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital market markets, especially as it relates to uh, money moves uh, we're making or you maybe potentially should be making. So if you want to get added to that e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So... Uh, this comes from the SPIVA data. Uh, uh, S&P Dow Jones indexes uh, looks at actively managed mutual funds and exchange-traded funds uh, and compares them uh, to benchmarks, to indexes, essentially, uh, and looks at how actively managed fund managers as a group do against uh, their passive uh, index fund peers. And it's really crazy to look at this data because – you would be led to believe by watching CNBC and Fox Business and all these different, you know, uh, Bloomberg, whatever channel you watch to get your financial news, you'd be led to believe that every single person they parade up there on TV is crushing their benchmark. It's just, it's just their performance is so unbelievably good that you would be lucky to give this person money. And the data that I'm looking at is so overwhelmingly against that, meaning these people are all getting shellacked by the benchmark and what's ironically hilarious about it is that you know you it's so easy just to put money into an to an index fund and just forget about it and watch it crush all of these so-called professionals from a performance standpoint and oh by the way do it in a much more tax efficient basis it's so hilarious to it, us we just take it for granted it's like this open secret that everyone in the industry is well aware of but when you're not in the industry it's almost like you don't know it's like yeah it's like well, you said, I mean, it's, it's a secret. not like almost like it it is true like but what's crazy just to don't know but it's because all of these people i mean who's you know vanguard's not running ads on cnbc <laughs> <laughs> and so all of these people are working day and night to make it seem as if they have the secret sauce. And here, here's the data that proves they don't. It's not my opinion. It's not just Josh's opinion. It's actually data, real data, that proves these people are charlatan snake oil salesmen. And when you look at this data, you're like, why would I do anything other than index? And so when I look at uh, this SPIVA data over a 20-year period, and the 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 best asset class where the most outperformance comes from it is large cap growth managers, but only 13% of those beat the benchmark over a 20 year period. So 
guess what? The the 13% that are beating the benchmark over that 20-year period aren't going on CNBC because they don't need to because their numbers are that good. But, you know, when you look at large cap growth, which is what a lot of you are hiring, which a lot of you are buying those funds, um, nine, so 97.5% of them underperform the benchmark over a 20-year period, meaning 2.5% actually beat the benchmark over a 20-year period. So this data is overwhelmingly compelling to tell you that you and or your financial advisor or your investment manager is not beating the benchmark that you can own, and it will be much more tax efficient for you and probably a lot less volatile. Because here's the other thing about the funds that win, that the very few funds that win, the small percentage, they are unbelievably volatile. So when Peter Lynch famously ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund, which he beat the benchmark by 13% annualized, um, over a relatively long period of time, he, he in fact did do that. His fund was really volatile. In fact, you know, he, his return over his uh, tenure was 23, just a little over 23%. But the average investor in the fund was something like 3% because the fund was so volatile that people would get in after he had a great year. And then, of course, he'd have a terrible year and then they pile out. And so um, most of you just don't have the stomach to own one of those the funds. The truth is actually... most funds out there are just closet indexes. They just mirror the index essentially with little overweights or underweights to a particular sector. And invariably those bets are wrong, but then net of their fee, they're going to dramatically underperform. And the longer the time horizon, the more likely the underperformance. And you, if you want to go to this data, just type in SPVA. Uh, S&P uh, data, and you can go on there, and any of you can see it. It's it's free, uh, and and you can see how many of these people. And then you should show this to your financial advisor and see what their answer to that is when they have your portfolio full of actively managed funds. Uh, and you know, I'd love to hear what they they'll so they'll probably give you some risk adjusted BS, right? Yeah. All right, let's tackle some emails. We got it. Oh, cool. This is the first anonymous I've ever seen. Uh, my wife and I are seventy years old. We've paid everything off, congratulations, including our house. Between my pension of 29000 and Social Security, we're getting a gross of 99000 a year in income, which is more than enough. Our current savings and our brokerage account are 700000 Our individual retirement account totals are $1.4 million. Our Roth is worth four hundred grand. Nice. Uh, we both anticipate living to age 90. At our age, is it too late to do a Roth conversion? Um, well, here's the deal, Anonymous. Uh, it's never too late. No, um, he, he, here's the thing. It depends on what you're doing it for, right? Uh, so in your mind, uh, you're both going to live another 20 years. I hope that's true. As uh, Charlie Munger said, tell me where I'm going to die and I'll never go there. So I would, uh, Anonymous, I would figure out where you're going to die and just don't go there and you'll live past 90. Uh, but so, you know, obviously financially you're in a great position. You know that. Uh, and so if you think about doing Roth conversions over seven years old, you say to yourself, well, if my goal is to give pass on some of this big nest egg that you've saved uh, to my beneficiaries in a very tax efficient way, doing a Roth convert because you have 1.4 million in traditional IRA assets that uh, your beneficiaries are going to have to pay ordinary income, assuming it goes to an individual uh, on that money. And so, and they're going to have to take it out over a 10 year period so that you're going to expose them to a relatively high tax liability. Um, But if you are willing to deal with the taxes, uh, because for you, it's going to be meaningful because your income is relatively high uh, so that your beneficiaries don't have to, um, 
they should be really appreciative. You are doing them a huge solid. And if you want, <laughs> Josh and I uh, are up for adoption. Uh, if you want to add us as beneficiaries uh, on your accounts, so you can't do that. But so, yeah, I mean, so if your reasons for doing it are right, I would say go for it. Um, just make sure that you're paying the taxes from somewhere other than the conversion because you want all of that money to continue to compound. So I would say that you need to get together with your accountant or your tax person and say, okay, we want to convert whatever, 50 or 100,000, whatever the number is, and they can tell you what your tax liability is going to be. Because remember, whatever the number is that you convert is going to go on top of your other income and be your total earned income for the year. So you want to make sure that you uh, you know, get together with your tax person and, and make sure you're doing it in a way that doesn't you know, kick, maybe kick you up a couple of tax brackets or, or something like that. Okay. Uh, we got an email. Um, my wife and I are about 10 months away from retiring. We both have money in our employer retirement plans. My wife has tier one PERS. Uh, we've never had a financial advisor. Do we need to hire one? If so, what should we be looking for? How soon before we retire should we engage with them? Thanks in advance, Sam and Jen and Redmond. Um, 10 months away. From, so I would say if you're going to hire a financial advisor, first of all, Sam and Jen, do you guys feel like you can do all the things that you need to do as it relates to managing your money on your own? Um, and you feel confident in it and have you done it in the past and not made mistakes? Then no, you don't need a financial advisor. Um, but the fact that you're asking the question makes me believe that maybe you do. And so first thing I'd say is, uh, make sure you hire a fee-based, fee-only fiduciary advisor, meaning the only person that pays them is you so they don't have content, uh, a conflicts of interest. Make sure that their investments they're using are index funds. When you buying, uh, when you go to an advisor, make sure they're selling the firm, not products. And so if their investment approach is to own indexes, that's absolutely what you want. Um, and you want their interests to be aligned with your interests, um, never selling you annuities or products because then they're after what's best for them. And since you're 10 months away, you absolutely need to get in there if you're going to hire an advisor now um, because, you know, they can help you with your PERS planning and all that stuff. So the one thing I'd say is is if, if you go see any of them and they tell you to roll the PERS out, grab your wallet and run out the door as fast as you can because your tier one PERS, that is a fabulous, it's one of the best uh, pension systems in the whole state in the whole United States. So um, I'd say now go in and see them, make sure they're fiduciary fee based. Uh, their um, interests are aligned with you and their investments they use are indexes, either index funds or exchange traded funds. Um, and they're not selling you any products. That is what I would say. Uh, but now is the time to engage. All right. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those uh, meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can email us at northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement view. When we come back, we'll tackle one last segment of emails. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Jealousy. Hey, 
thousands. Be advised, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2023 inventory. Ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit Hot Tub and Swim Spa Sale. Get ready to scout out some great deals during the hunting sale going on now at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. At Coastal, you'll find amazing prices on everything you need for a successful season during the hunting sale. Check out these tag-worthy deals. Save 10% off the regular prices on all shotguns in stock and 20% off the regular prices on turkey and predator calls from Strut and Primo's Hunting. Plus savings on ammunition, camping gear, and name brand optics. The hunting sale is going on now at Coastal. Shop in-store or online and check out the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com. Don't forget, Coastal has hunting and fishing licenses too. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Looking for a quick getaway? Whether for a day, dinner, or staycation, make Sun River Resort the place you get away to. Only 18 minutes from Bend. Indulge in a spa day, hit the bike trails, or save our world-class dining at Lodge Kitchen. If you choose to stay the night, take advantage of our locals-only special starting at just $99 per night. Through April, book our Stay for Schools offer, and we'll donate 10% of your spending to a local school of your choice. Visit sunriverresort.com to plan your escape and make unforgettable memories. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this first uh, weekend of spring, believe it or not. For those of you that didn't know, it is actually spring. Uh, it, it's spring somewhere, I think maybe in the southeast, but certainly not. Most of the West Coast is still waiting for spring to uh, spring. Um, so I, I share this, I don't know, a couple times a month, and I just thought I'd uh, bring it up again. For all of you that uh, have children or grandchildren, probably more likely, um, that want to give them a little bit of financial education, there is a wonderful book that exists out there, and I bring it up because, um, you know, I mean, I, I feel like our, you know, our schools do the best they can. Of course, public schools, are, and and you know, I'm, sometimes I'm not sure uh, when I get an email uh, or a text from my kids if they if sec, if English is their second language or not. But um, 
but they get great grades, so I'm not really sure how that works. Anyways, um, one of the things that they don't do in high schools or most public high schools, Summit High School where my kids go has this, but uh, they don't <clears throat> teach any financial literacy. And financial literacy has a huge impact on the rest of your life. If you think about what what's going to be very impactful to most adults, it's being financially literate, sort of having a basic understanding of money and how it works and investing and those kind of things. Um, yet it's not taught, right? You learn about like you read the Iliad, somehow that's important in life versus uh, financial literacy. So uh, there's a really good book. It's written by an actual doctor, an MD. His name is John Lim, L-I-M is his name, J-O-H-N-L-I-M. Uh, and his book is called How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things. It's 64 pages long, uh, and it tells you sort of these basic important things uh, that you need to know or your kids or grandkids need to know. So again, uh, the, how, to, how to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things, written by John Lim. Uh, I would highly recommend it for kids and grandkids, and just uh, tell them you'll pay them 10 bucks if they read it. How about that? You think that's enough these days? Not for my kids, but nah, brats. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's tackle an email. Who's this one from? No, another no anonymous. Um, this is a good one. This one's for Josh. <laughs> I have a close friend who is questioning his financial advisor's motives. He has a trust that was set up by a now de- deceased family member, and it is administered by their long-term financial advisor. I assume the the. Uh, the deceased family member's financial advisor. He's uneducated on the subject, and he feels the advisor isn't being fully transparent about his asset options as a result. He doesn't know how or if it's even possible to request to have an outside source to review his current finances to ensure he's being taken care of and not taken advantage of. What insight or recommendations for a path forward can you guys offer? Of course, it's an option for you to take it to a third party and have them review the portfolio. That's obvious to us, but most people don't know that. Yeah, but you know how advisors like some advisors like treat it as if it's like, you know, like they're the holy grail keeper. Yeah, I mean, of course, they want to create that perception and cultivate that perception in perpetuity to keep the account there and obviously continue to reap the fees. But uh, you should absolutely be considering and potentially having another fee based uh, RIA, so fiduciary advisor, take a look at what the holdings are. Um, and also ask the advisor, well, why do I own these particular things? I mean, there's, you need to certainly investigate what you own. And uh, there's any, you go, go online, Vanguard can review it. I mean, there's a number of different solutions that you can, that you can use that uh, are going to give you a lot more insight than if you're not feeling like that advisor is being particularly transparent. Don't even ask them and just take it to third parties that uh, – that are out there, it's not something that you should be comfortable with, not understanding what you own. Well, one of the things I'd say, well, so Josh is right. A lot of times in our industry, uh, these advisors that have been in the industry for a long, long time sort of pat people on the head and say, don't don't you worry your little heart. I got this. You know, Johnny advisor, I got this. I'm the expert. You just keep doing what you're doing. And that's so insulting, but it happens a lot. Uh, But one of the other reasons that maybe you might not be able to shop it, so to speak, is that you are not the uh, trustee of it, right? So it's a you might be the beneficiary of the trust, but there might be a third party that is the trustee. Um, And so, for example, we just had a I talked to a client last week who 
one of their kids uh, inherited some money from his, I think, aunt or mother or something, and uh, she doesn't get the money till she's 30, and so there is a trustee, and so she get, has no say on where that money gets invested. The trustee does, and so in this case, there may be a third-party trustee that is in between you and the financial advisor in terms of making decisions for the investment. So that's what you need to find out. You need to call the advisor's office and be like, am I the trustee of this trust or is somebody else? And if it is another person, uh, can I talk to them? And they should say yes, because you're the beneficiary. And then you can talk to the trustee and say, okay, you know, what's the plan here? I'd, li- I'd like to have an idea about, um, you know, how this money Or just read managed. the trust document. And if you're not comfortable, go take it to a lawyer and have them read it for you. And, and say, what does this thing say? <laughs> what does this thing say? Am I the trustee listed here? And of course, like we've seen scenarios where that third party trustee is not necessarily in cahoots or, you know, there's some version of a financial relationship on the back end, whether formal or informal, between that third party trustee and the advisor itself. And that's something that you definitely want to be aware of. Yeah. All right, we got an email from a Jim T. Jim says, I purchased a stock when it went public last year. A major broker's house was the underwriter and had a price target of $30 in the stock. I thought it was a good idea to purchase the stock at 18 As I thought it was going to go to 30 the stock as of yesterday was trading below a dollar. How could the brokerage firm get it so wrong? Well, yeah, Remember, a- they underwrote it, right? Yeah. So that's the first that's the first problem. You got a good solution there as far as if you bought it just last year, look at your holding period. It might not be too late. You may be able to realize that uh, capital loss against ordinary income as long as your holding period is less than a year. But, uh, you know, there's, of course, an inherent conflict of interest there. And uh, if you were to look at IPO performance this year uh, relative to IPO price, uh, there's a very slim chance that an initial public offering that you purchased in the last two years is actually in the money. Yeah, I mean, very few IPOs we would suggest people, you know, if a company's good and, and, and going to be trading, you can wait on, on for the price to come in. But the, if you think about the history of Wall Street, remember, Wall Street was set up so that these investment banks would take these companies public. And guess what? They needed a way to sell these shares of these newly publicly traded companies to the public. And that, a la, that's where brokers came from. That's where, you know, the sales force that was the Merrill Lynch thundering herd came from. Um, because, you know, for Wall Street's purpose was capital formation for businesses, getting it from the public by selling stock to the public. And then they needed, like I said, somebody to sell it. Um, and so... You know, there's a when you when a company wants to go public, they go out and they talk to Goldman and Merrill and all these firms, and you know they sell them this bill of goods that like, look, we're gonna also have our analysts talk about your company like it's going to the moon, uh, so all these suckers buy it. Sorry to to call you that, Jim, but that's really what happened. So sorry about that. Uh, cut your losses, like Josh said. All right, that's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. 
Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.